There's no obvious reason why Rena Esmail and Matthew Dane became musical collaborators. She's a composer in Los Angeles. He's a viola player in Boulder. The story begins when Matt buys this unique stringed instrument that captivated composers more than 300 years ago. Matt had never met Rena, but he played her composition in an orchestra, and his new old instrument will bring the two together to make an extraordinary piece of music. I'm Brad Turner. You'll hear an exclusive performance of that music on this episode of Centennial Sounds, our new podcast from CPR Classical and Colorado Public Radio. We bring you Colorado performances of music by 21st century composers and the stories behind them. Rena Esmail composes music like this. Her work incorporates her favorite parts of Indian and Western classical music. Rena's career has led her to move around the U.S. and also to study in India. Her family's roots are in that country. Rena has lots of ideas. They're spread across the desk in her studio in Los Angeles on bright blue and pink sticky notes. Some are reminders of work she needs to do. She says many of them are inspirational. Not everything has to be everything. <laughs> I can see the notes on her desk during our Skype call, but I can't read them. One says, um, you cannot create in negatives. Sometimes when I'm, when I'm working, I think, you know, I don't like this. I don't want it to sound this way. And then I think, you know, it's not about what I don't want it to sound like. I have to go through what I don't want into what I do want. Rena's got something a lot of composers want. She has offers from musicians and orchestras who want to pay her to write music for them. Three years ago, she got an email from a musician in Colorado named Matt Dane. He plays viola in an orchestra that performed one of Rena's pieces. It's stuck with him. Not long after that performance, Matt hired someone to recreate that old instrument I mentioned earlier. It's called the viola de more. It's a completely different instrument from a standard viola. Matt's viola de more has 14 strings, not four. You play the seven strings on top with a bow, just like a normal viola. But there are seven more strings underneath that resonate as Matt plays in his home studio in Boulder. Those strings underneath keep ringing when he stops playing. So if I were to play all seven strings and then dampen them all with my fingers, you'll still hear a lot of resonance. Wow, it's beautiful. Thanks. Many composers wrote for the viola de more when it was popular in Europe three centuries ago. Here's how Antonio Vivaldi used it. But when Matt's viola d'amore arrived in the mail, he didn't play Vivaldi. What pops into his head? A piece that he played in a chamber orchestra. A piece by Rena Esmail. He still knows how to play. Something like that. So you get this new instrument, and you get it out of the case, you pick it up for the first time, and you start playing something by Rena. That was what you thought to play? Right away. Right away. 
Suddenly, Matt had an idea. He tracks down Rena Esmail, who he'd never met, and asks her to write something new for the viola de more, something modern. Matt and I had the beginning of that great relationship from the first time we talked about this piece. Matt's instrument had that ornate, Baroque feel from Europe, and an open droning quality you might hear in Indian music. Rena loved this instrument. I didn't know very much about it at all, but as he began to describe it to me, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the perfect instrument for me. So she got to work. It went like this. She jotted down melodies and other musical ideas and sent them to Matt. He tried out the ideas, videotaped himself playing them, and sent the clip Serena. They traded notes and decided which parts worked. Matt still has the handwritten sheet music Rena sent. Some of the ideas trickled in a few bars at a time. He points to the spot where the opening strains of this new piece showed up on the page. Good thing you so, kept that. Yes, right. It's very interesting. <laughs> they went back and forth, and the music became a composition Rena calls Nishani. It means keepsake in Hindi. She called it that because she wrote the piece as she finished her work as a grad student at Yale. She packed up her apartment, and the movers hauled away most of her things. So I was sitting in this apartment that was completely bare, just like hardwood floors, my little travel keyboard, and my laptop and me writing this piece before I left. School was out in New Haven, Connecticut. Things were quiet. Rena would leave the house to go for a walk and reminisce. And I would go back to some of my favorite places. I would think, oh, I'm going to grab a shrimp burrito at my favorite Mexican place that's on the corner. Or, oh, I'm going to go back to this bookstore that I love. The music she wrote felt right to her as she spent those last days in the town. Essentially, you're trying to create your own memories and those, those last memories of a place before you move away from it. And so Nishani was also very much about that for me, about creating these memories and, and preserving them. So let's hear it now, the results of the collaboration. Here's Nishani by Rena Esmail, performed by Matthew Dane on Viola de More in the CPR Performance Studio.
That's Nishani by Rina Esmail, performed by Matthew Dane on the 14-string viola d'amore in the CPR Performance Studio. Here at Centennial Sounds, we like to ask creative people how they go about being creative. And I find Rina's openness to write for an unusual instrument fascinating. So I asked her if she has advice for someone who's been throwing a curveball on a project. I think especially at those times where you feel the most challenged, you have to bring even more positive, creative, wild, crazy energy into um, what you're doing. She says it's tempting to be practical at a moment like that. And that's always the wrong answer. Because the minute you narrow things down to the most practical elements or the things that you know will work, I think people can tell that, that you're not bringing your entire heart to it. So finding the magic and the inspiration never comes from taking the easy route. Absolutely. And never comes from, from being safe. Uh, and, and actually, if you can get very good at always feeling like you're a little bit out of your comfort zone and you can live there, that's when the real magic starts to happen. That's the place her piece Nishani came from. It's not a bad way to think about all of her music. It comes from a place where some very familiar musical ideas blend together to surprise listeners. next time on Centennial Sounds. Caroline Shaw creates the most unusual music when she writes for the human voice. I'm really excited about this piece. It feels very much like something I needed to do. We'll hear one of her newest pieces, performed by the vocal group Roomful of Teeth and Denver's Playground Ensemble, recorded live at the Newman Center for the Performing Arts in Denver. That's next time on Centennial Sounds from CPR Classical and Colorado Public Radio. But before we go, composers write amazing music every day, and a lot of it's performed right here in Colorado. Our mission is to connect you with it. Each episode of Centennial Sounds features an exclusive recording made in Colorado, sometimes in concert, sometimes at the CPR Performance Studio in Centennial. We get to know the composers who wrote the piece, visit them where they work, and hear how the music came together. Thanks to Rena Esmail and Matthew Dane for sharing their music. Martin Skavish engineered the music we heard today. John Pino, Cindy Carpian, and Rebecca Romberg helped produce the feature. Head to CPRclassical.org for more on the musicians we featured, and subscribe on iTunes for more episodes of the podcast. I'm Brad Turner for Colorado Public Radio.